Are you ready to build a bigger following as an author? Today's guest has extremely loyal fans and followers, and she is here to share tips on how you can grow your family. Stick around. Your best writing life begins right now. to your best writing life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week I bring tips and strategies from writing and publishing industry experts to help you excel in your craft. I am so glad that you are listening in. During this episode, you'll learn about how to create a passionate group of followers. My industry expert is Kathy Lipp. Kathy is the publisher's weekly best-selling author of 20 books, including The Accidental Homesteader, An Abundant Place, Daily Retreats for the Woman Who Can't Get Away, Overwhelmed, and Clutter-Free. As a writing and marketing coach, she is also the host of the Writing at the Red House podcast and runs both the Writing at the Red House retreats and the Red House Writers Collective, a writing program that helps authors develop their writing, their platform, and their business. Kathy lives on her Red House mini homestead with her husband, Roger, their dog, Moose, and eight mangy chickens, where she holds cozy writers retreats for content creators. You're going to love her. Kathy Lip, welcome to your best writing life. Oh, Linda, uh, can I think of anything that's going to be more fun than you and I talking about writing? I mean, oh, like, really? really? I, I can't. What, what else is there? <laughs> this is this is what it's all about. When we can come together with the kind of passion that we have for people and yeah. for Jesus and mm-hmm. for helping those in the writing community to excel at what they do, I don't think there could be a better time had by anyone. And no, not... Not in the world. Not Not in the the world. world. We are going to knock it out of the park here today, folks. And the reason we're going to do this is because we know that each one of us, that God has gifted us with a passion in our writing. We have people that we reach that no one else can reach. And if we can create a passion in our group of followers, then we're going to be able to invest in them longer. We're going to be able to help life change quicker for them and to be able to see the fruit of the efforts that are being put in. So that's what we're going to be doing here today. Kathy, I'd love for you to share how you initially built your following around the the themes of like your decluttering and homesteading. And then help us to understand how we as authors or content creators can learn from your journey. It's really interesting to think about this because you and I have been in this game for a minute, my friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were just talking about how it's been 15 years since we've actually been in the same room, but that was at a MOPS event where you were speaking. I don't even know if I was speaking at that one. I think I may have just shown up. I don't even know. But uh Here's what I do know. Things have changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And I remember back in uh, the days when you and I were learning about writing and speaking, 
one of the pieces of advice I was given is you need to be able to show up to any kind of group, any kind of thing, and you need to be able to speak and write on a variety of topics. Mm. Like you need to... don't be a specialist, be a generalist, because you need to be able to meet the needs of the audience that you have in front of you. And while I don't think that that's a terrible piece of advice, I, well, maybe I do. Okay. So <laughs> let me say this. Uh, we're just maybe I truthful. do think, yeah, maybe I think that's a terrible piece of advice because I don't believe that I really started to grow uh, my my followers, my audience, until I got very specific about what I was writing and speaking about. Mm. So I had a book that did really, really well about marriage. It was called The Husband Project. And I love The Husband great. Project. Yeah. Yes. Great. I love it too. But here's what I figured out, Linda. The only people who want to hear about marriage who are the ones who are struggling. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I don't have a marriage that really struggles. So who really needs to hear from me? Not too many people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, now I'm learning, okay, there may be an audience for people who want to just keep growing their message. But at the time when I kept hearing about these hard, 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 hard marriages, I was like, yeah, that's not what I'm married to, whether it was the man or the woman. And so that was, I had to pivot. But what I figured out is, you know, where a lot of my stuff really laid was the super practical. So decluttering, homesteading, cooking, home management, those kind of things, but with a spiritual aspect. And so I wasn't fly lady, you know, because right, she right. had everyone, and things yeah, like that. fly lady, the fly lady's been out there yep, for years, we, for years and years. I was not Marie Kondo. I mm. am not these, the home edit. What I do is very different because I do believe that the reason we keep so much stuff oftentimes has a spiritual undercurrent. Mm. And I'm not saying the devil made you do it. What I'm saying is, Sometimes we keep things out of fear, guilt, or shame. You know, Mm, what if I need it someday? So-and-so gave it to me. Um, I spent so much money on it. So I didn't see a lot of people who were talking about these really practical things, but approaching it from a spiritual aspect. And so it, to me, is all about finding your niche or your niche however you want to say it. I'm just going to say niche from now on, because right, when I fine. say niche, I feel like I'm trying to sound European. So, um, <laughs> so how it. do you find your niche? You find the, the idea that you are so passionate about that you can't stop talking about. And then you find what your audience really needs. And then you figure out what do I uniquely bring to this conversation? Mm. Okay. So there are three elements. What am I super passionate about? What does my audience need to hear? And what do I bring that is super unique to this conversation? So I am super passionate about decluttering. My dad was a hoarder. You know, this is a topic that has changed my life. What does my audience need? They need simple tools to take care of their stuff. What do I bring that's unique? The realization that there's a spiritual undercurrent to why we hold on to stuff. Mm. And 
then what happens is, you know, they're hearing about stuff from all of these different experts. And that's great. You know, those programs work for some people. But when somebody says, I'm holding on to too much stuff, because I can see myself repeating some of the patterns that my mom had or my dad mm. had, and I can't let go of things because of guilt. There are spiritual answers to those very practical questions. Mm. And that's how I can approach it. And so when we talk, when I'm working with authors and I'm saying, okay, how do we find your niche or your niche? Okay. Right. See, I can't even help myself. It's okay. I'm just going to say it back it, and forth 75 it, times. It, 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 no, it doesn't matter. We, <laughs> we're going to flow with you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm not trying to be pretentious. I promise. So when I am working with an author who is new to me, Linda, I promise you 25% of the time they come to me and I say, what do you want to speak and write on? They'll say, I want to encourage and equip women. Mm. Like we're going to need to get way more specific than that because that's what everybody wants to do. So people are really scared of narrowing down their focus because they're afraid they're going to run out of things to speak about or they're not going to have a big enough audience. I promise you. This is the only way to do it. It's the right. only way to do it. You may think, well, that's not what Beth Moore did, or that's not what this author did. And I promise you there is an undercurrent in almost everything that they've done that hangs together. Now, that does not mean you are not allowed to grow and change and move to different topics, but you can't be focused on everything all at once. You, you might change your focus after five years and say, I'm no longer going to write on marriage. I'm going to write on parenting. That's fine. But for the time when you are saying, I'm trying to build this audience, you need to let that audience know what you're about. You need to let them know that you have the answer to the thing that is troubling them. And if you're a generalist, you know, you think about it when you go to your doctor, right? Uh, when I initially go to my doctor, because like I fall asleep in the middle of the day, my GP might be able to give me some really practical solutions. That's my general practitioner. But here's the thing. Most of us do not feel like we have general issues. We feel like we have very specific issues. Yes. And we want specific answers to those specific issues. And that's why I'm going to say you need to specialize that you might be a Bible teacher. That's great. You can be a general practitioner, but for most of us, we want, there are a lot of people who are general practitioners in what we're doing. If you want to grow a rave, an audience that is just, when I say raving, they're not raving after you, they're raving after your information. Mm. then I'm going to need you to specialize. I'm going to need you to say, I am all about hope in hard circumstances. I am all about managing your time when you have no time. You know, like what specifically, what is the answer that you're giving to a very specific problem? And you have to be hitting people's felt needs. I know we've all heard those terms before. Mm -hmm. You may understand the real needs of your audience, but if you can't address the struggle that they're feeling first, they want you to relieve some pain is most of what people are looking for. They're looking for pain relief. And so if you can say, I'm going to give you this five minute thing, that's not going to solve your problems, but it's going to give you a little bit more hope. 
on the way to solve your problems. That Mm. is meeting a felt need. And all of us can do that. It takes a little bit more work. It takes a little bit more investigation. It takes really knowing your audience. But if you can do that, you can start to grow your audience. Amen. I hear similar things when I have my coaching clients. Yes. And it's difficult for them to, as you said, see the benefit of the narrow path. Mm -hmm. Right. But the more narrow, the more Mm -hmm. detail, the more detail, the deeper and more Mm -hmm. effective and more long lasting. And that's, that's when change will occur. We can all hit a lot of surface topics, Mm -hmm. but it's when we look into the heart of that audience, when we speak into the heart of that reader, When we Mm -hmm. touch that, as you said, that pain point, when we press on them in a way that they start to cry Mm -hmm. and they don't know why they're crying. Right. In that is when Holy Spirit works Mm -hmm. and it opens up. It's it's like the redwood trees. Mm -hmm. Redwood trees must go through fire for Mm -hmm. the pods to crack open in order to germinate. Yes. A lot of us are rock solid pods. That's part of our audience, mm-hmm. our readers. And when we can apply a little bit of that, sometimes the fire to mm-hmm. help them to discover or open up to receive, then life will change. And yeah. we can't do it with a broad brush. I started doing more painting. I use mm-hmm. acrylics. And so with that, the broad brush covers a canvas. It's the fine brush that gets into the little nooks and crannies. And that's where detail comes out. And if everything I do is broad brush, then I'll, you can have like a, oh, that's kind of cool. But when you can get to the nitty gritty, the detail areas that people step back and lean in at the same time. And mm-hmm. that comes from, as you said, specializing. Yes. Speaking to that, speaking to that struggle. Yeah. And when, when we can say it's an act of faith to niche down, mm. it is an act of faith Amen. because when you start to niche down, you're going to find, you know, there are people out there who have a hundred thousand followers on Facebook and Instagram, but they have, you know, 10 people interacting with their content. Right. Because it's not, it's not pinging them in Mm. the way. Mm. And when you have, I would rather have more engaged small followers than a large group of unengaged followers because mm-hmm. engagement means change. If they're, if they're not, en- yeah, if they're not engaging, then there's not going to be change that's there. Exactly. And so let's, let's, let's move to that arena. Then mm-hmm. let's look at okay. the role of social media and yes. what you, what you have done um, as far as the different platforms that are available out there, what you have found to be effective to grow mm-hmm. your, and I'm going to use the word fan base, reader base. Sure. Th- those that love to follow you, those who 
are not just engaging with you, but they're walking away feeling safe, feeling seen, feeling loved. Yes. And that's the relationship, right? I'm all about relationship. Mm -hmm. Jesus is about relationship. So that's what we're looking at here. Not numbers as far as, woohoo, I have so many. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, who's going to stop eating if you pass away? Okay, that's what we're talking about here. So what, what does that look like for you, the role of social media? Yeah. So I think of social media, when we think of traditional social media with like Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, all of those kind of things. I think that that is an excellent way for you to get introduced to potential new followers. Mm. Okay. So that, that's just the first step. But Linda, I just came back last week from doing a bunch of meetings with my publisher. And as much fun as it is to tout your big social media numbers, what they really are looking for is that next step. How are they engaged? Mm. So are they listening to your podcast? Are they on your newsletter? Uh, newsletter is a better indication of how you're building your platform and who those people are super engaged with than your social media numbers. Mm. And so that's what I want you to look at is to think about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you're putting your time X, wherever it is, as your, your first step, it's your introduction, but then it's your job to deepen the relationship. And so how do you do that? Oftentimes I'll say on social media, here's what I'm talking about on my podcast. Here's what we're offering in our newsletter this week. And so that is where your, your social, oh, or, you know, here's my Facebook group. And so like one of the ways that we've really got people connected in is we started a private Facebook group uh, for decluttering and we have 15,000 people in that group. It's a very active group, but what it's saying is, yeah, you might follow me on Facebook, but if you're in this group, you've taken a deeper step. Right. And so you have to figure out what your deeper steps are. So it's not just about getting a bunch of followers on a social media platform, because let's be clear, social media followers, your, your publisher is going to let you know, those do not automatically translate into book buyers. Right. But the more reliable numbers are podcast listeners, newsletter subscribers, uh, Facebook group members, paid memberships, those are where you start to get the fan base. And, you know, for what we do um, here at Clutter Free, we have we have two parts of our business. We have really the, the writing side, and then we have the decluttering slash homesteading side. And we have a whole journey that people can go on with us. You know, the first time they're probably going to encounter me is... I say something on my funny on my Facebook page, somebody shared it and they come follow me. But Mm. then I'm going to talk to them about, Hey, you know, we have this clutter free group that is completely free. So they're going to join that. And then their next step is probably going to be something like buying one of my books or joining a newsletter, my newsletter, or um, joining one of my paid programs. So there's a way for them to grow. And here's the thing. Linda, most people are never going to grow past 
getting free information from me. And I am fine with that. I am fine with it because you know what? I get a lot of free information from people. We Mm. show up to serve, but sometimes people say, you know what? I need more. And so when people need more, it's okay to say, Hey, if you need more, here are the ways you can do that. You could buy my book. You can be part of my newsletter, which is free. You can be part of my paid group, which costs this much money. You are growing along with them. You're giving them places to grow into. And, uh, you know, it goes all the way from, Hey, um, it goes all the way from here's follow me on Facebook, which costs them nothing. And it costs them nothing with time, energy, money. It it costs absolutely nothing. Right. And all the way to here's, you know, be a part of my mastermind group that Mm. is, you know, it's an, it's an expensive endeavor, but I've had people who've been part of that for years because financially and career wise, it makes sense to them. And Mm -hmm. so it's okay to have those different offerings, but you have to be okay with people being at any point in that offering, you know, and there are some people who, you know, get my books through the library thrills my heart, thrills my heart, because I know that there are some people who would rather just buy it off of Amazon and that's fine. But there are some people who are like, no, I need to go show up at the library. I need to wait to be put on the list to do that because this is important enough for me to grow. I'm willing Mm -hmm. to wait. And I Mm. honor both of those types of resource commitments. One is a financial commitment. One is a time and energy commitment. But both of those are valuable. And I honor both of those. And that, I mean, that is such a fine line to get that balance for many Mm -hmm. of us. Because we, especially we find this as Christian speakers, Christian authors, we find it challenging to provide the valuable, you know, free content. So many of us, my husband used to say, he goes, well, you give everything away. And he goes, and he would charge too much. So there's that, he Mm -hmm. goes, and God just balances between us. But having that fine balance between providing that, that free and making it valuable. I think that that is Mm -hmm. key. You know, it's kind of like what you said. um, uh, We talked before on decluttering in your home. And if you are giving something out there, like you're moving it from your home to its next home, don't have it Mm -hmm. be anything broken. Make sure you're allowing valuable value to leave your home. And in this, it's if you're, even if it's free, it must yeah. be valuable or don't 100%. do it at all. Right. Yeah. So are there, yes. are there more ways where our listeners can find that balance between, yeah. you know, providing that free content and then promoting, you know, promotion, ah, yeah. their yes. paid uh, products. You, you know what? So much of what I do for free is promoting some of the Mm. larger things, but it's always going to have that value. And we know, you know, that's why they have samplers at Costco, not because they're trying to feed you, they're trying to entice you, which is fine. You know, I've ended up buying, you know, snack pretzels because I tasted them at Costco. They were really good. We're going to get more of that in our lives. And so it's okay. And lots of times, you know, I put that free stuff out there to say, Hey, am I worth 
you making the the next investment in Mm. what I'm doing. And it's fine if it's not. It is 100% fine. And because here's what I'll do. I'll often say, you know what, you might be in the, my friend, you know, Terry has a coaching program that seems like it would be a better fit for you. But Mm. here's what I do know, Linda, when somebody has been through all the levels of my stuff and they're saying, you know, what I really need is I need that day-to-day accountability. Mm. That's what I'm missing in my decluttering journey or in my, uh, my writing journey. Well, I provide that. It costs money, but I provide that. So I can recommend it with confidence and saying, hey, give it a try. If it doesn't work for you, that is fine. But you know what? I can recommend it with confidence because they've already been through levels of what I've had to offer. And I've met their need because I know who they are. Mm. And I, I like the levels concept. Mm-hmm. Yes. When we provide free, but mm-hmm. with free value and mm-hmm. people are like, wow, you're doing this for free. I, <laughs> I, I offer, do we fit, um, free sessions, right? It's not coaching during yeah. that time, but it's, right. Hey, are we a good fit for, yeah. for coaching relationship? Right. And during that time, I find that there may be things that I just share with them. Have you considered mm-hmm. this, 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 and this? And then, you know, I'll go, okay, well, I think that we would be a good fit. If you would want to move forward in this, I can, I see in my wheelhouse, I'll be able to provide what you're looking for. And yeah. when they say, why would I not want to move forward? If this is what I'm getting for free, yes. I can't imagine right. what I'm going to get if yes. I'm actually paying for it. And that, when I would hear that, Kathy, I was like, I never even thought of what mm-hmm. I was offering them as, as like, <laughs> Should I say it? Yes. Allure? I, that that yeah. wasn't the reason. It's just I knew that they needed that answer. And if yes. that's all that they needed from me, but it was going to help them move forward, I'm okay with that because I I work in God's economy, right? Right. And so yes. I like levels of, oh, if you like this, then you'll probably like this, especially when they come to you and say, what I really need right now is this. That's powerful. Yes. Well, and, you know, I think about this all the time. I speak at writers conferences like you do. And financially, it makes no sense to go write, you know, work at a writers conference. Mm-hmm. You're taking time off of your your daily productivity. Um, let's be honest, people are not getting rich um, working at writers conferences, no. teaching at those things. But here's the thing I do know is one, uh, God has trusted me with a talent and teaching is one of my talents. And so mm. I can trust God that I, we're going to be okay. The right. other thing I know is that people who have invested in a writer's conference are the kind who might invest in a mastermind. And so when we, that's where I can often find clients or, you know, I can ex- say, Hey, this is the next thing I have to offer. And it's never a hard sell because right. I only have so many slots and they're pretty much always filled. But I also, uh, when we have people, you know, be a part of the mastermind 
eventually they need to move on and do the next thing, or they need to go learn from another instructor. So there has to be that stream of people coming in. And so it's okay to give a lot away and just get a couple of things in return. And Mm. that's all right. You know, God's figured this out and we're okay with it, but it's also a good business practice. And I love that because we're finding our raving fans. We're finding the people. I always say, this is where I find my freaks. You know, these Mm. are the people we get excited about the same things. Our families don't understand because it's just weird. And, but you're my favorite kind of people because we get excited about the same kind of things. And that makes me happy. You know, one of the things we don't talk about in our resource management, which I talk about all the time, which is space, time, energy, and money. But there's a, there's a fifth resource and that's joy. You know, Mm. we spend space, time, energy, and money, but we receive joy when we're doing it right. Mm. And, uh, that's, that fills me up. And when I see somebody make progress in their writing career, or I see somebody get that book contract that they've been wanting to for years, because they're doing things differently than how they've always done them before. That brings me a great deal of joy. And it makes me super happy. Amen. Amen. And, and that's, why should we not be doing that? Filling people with joy by offering them what's going to work best for them next. And that's great. And I like that you like offering things for free because we have a fun listener giveaway that we're going to be offering here. And I have this book, y'all. It is Kathy's latest book, Accidental Homesteader, What I've Learned About Chickens, Compost, and Creating Home. I will tell you, funny and fulfilling it is, it is so good and it is a page turner mm. and you will enjoy it. And Kathy would like to give one of you a copy of this book. And we're going to gather on our Facebook group, Your Best Writing Life, the Facebook group. Gather there and you're listening to this. Um, it's live today. Go on, it's dropping on the Tuesday. And if all you have to do is just find Kathy's meme and find her episode on in our Facebook group, and then in the comments say, I I want the homesteader book, or I I want a copy of Kathy's book. And we do a drawing on Saturday, and we put all the names of everyone who comments, and then we let Kathy know who the winner is. And Kathy you'll get a book to them. Is that right? 100%. Yes. 100%. And also we do have a link in the show notes as well. If you would like to get a copy yourself. And I always say folks, if you can go ahead, get a copy. Not only does it give a little bit to the author because we don't get rich on books, but it allows you the opportunity to review it. And we love reviews. We love reviews. They are just fabulous, fabulous. I have tons of other links out there as well, where you can connect with Kathy and find out more about all the things that she offers writers. And she just a plethora. I will tell you, she offers a lot, but it's not going to clutter your life. It's going to bring (laughs) clarity. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't toss something out there just to fill space. 
she's going to offer you something that's going to help you make space in in your life and breathing space in particular, which is what we all need. Well, Kathy, as we're coming to a close here, do you have any final words that you'd like to share with our writing listeners? Yeah, I would just say, don't be afraid to get really specific about how you can help people. That that's what is going to drive people to want to engage with you and want more from you. So uh, mm-hmm. get very specific. You know, God has helped you so that you can help others and get very specific about what that looks like. Amen. Amen. And it doesn't matter the genre that you write, y'all. That doesn't mm-hmm. matter. No, you can write fiction. You're still helping people. You're filling a need that's that they are that they are craving and they look forward to your next book. But maybe they want to find out more about you. They want to find out about the creative person. Engage with them in relational situations where they can find out more about you. You find out more about them. And we cannot beat. We cannot improve on the relationships that father brings into our lives, what we can do is we can feed into them and we can nurture them and nourish them and offer, as Kathy says, what, what we have, what father's given us, how he has gifted us. When we pour that out into the lives of others, it's, it's the result is just spectacular. It truly, truly is. It truly is. Oh, Kathy Lip, this has been a blast. We'll have to get you back on. I would love that, Linda. Thank you so much for inviting me on. What a special time. Oh, it always is. It always is. And thank you, friends, for joining us. Uh, Please take a moment, if you would, to share this podcast with another writer or two. Give us a star rating, post an episode review, hit subscribe. I greatly appreciate what you have to say about our program here on your best writing life. And I can mention it this in this podcast. We did win a 2023 fan award at the Spark Media Podcast or Ignite Podcast Conference. And that means that you're happy with what you hear. And that makes me just just so happy that you are receiving what it is that you need in your writing life. And we praise God for all of that. And we thank the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference, Edie Melson, Edwina Perkins, my associate producer, Heather Greer, fabulous. Can't, we don't do anything by ourselves. Everything is based on who Father surrounds us with. And I am so blessed to be part of your family. So I do. I appreciate what you have to say about your best writing life. More than that, I truly appreciate what you choose to write for God's kingdom. Keep it up. Don't stop. He's got you on a roll. Just keep going and those fans are going to love you and love him more for everything that you do. This is Linda Goldfarb and I look forward to being here with you next time on your best writing life.